0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first episode of Wait, What? Why? The podcast that ponders the origins of why we do the things that we do. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today as we dive into the wonderful world of superstitions. Nicole Gallagher. This is my co-host,
1: Dennis Gallagher. I'm her husband.
0: (laughs) How are you doing today, husband? I'm
1: doing lovely. How are you today, wife?
0: I'm doing just lovely as well.
1: Good. We got beautiful weather. It's beautiful, and we're in the recording studio. Instead of enjoying the weather, so let's uh, let's try to look at the positive of being in here. Yes. Yes. Together. Together. All right. (laughs) For everyone.
0: (laughs) <laughs> All right, so our first, very first episode or our first series, we are looking at um, superstitions. We're going to talk about various superstitions, um, and so let's start off by asking the question: Are you a superstitious person?
1: Yes, I am very much. Are you asking me? Are you asking everybody else?
0: I'm asking you, are you dear. Being
1: very superstitious, I think. Yes. I yes. know you're
0: quirky in a lot of ways, but explain some of your superstitions.
1: Quirky and superstition, superstitious don't necessarily go hand in hand. However, I am both. Yes, um, I don't know. I think it's mostly sports for me. That's what started it. I don't remember being around particularly superstitious people growing up, except for sports. You know, you didn't want to jinx somebody. You didn't want to uh, say the wrong thing and, and curse your team. You know, so that it didn't didn't uh, perform well or the outcome. You affected the outcome and. Yeah, I think that's pretty much where it started. And now I think I do it all the time, regardless.
0: I, I agree. I And we've talked about this because in our house, we're sports fans. We watch a lot of New England sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing how you, can, you think that you can somehow influence the outcome of a professional game just by the clothes that you wear, the jerseys you wear, the traditions that you have, the things that you do. Um, I missed, I sat out on like the second half of a New England Patriots Super Bowl because I felt like every time I was in the room, something would go wrong. And every time I left the room, they'd, you know, get a first down. So I ended up just sitting outside and listening to it because somehow in my mind, I was impacting. The entire and the of rest the game. of us and the
1: rest of us agreed with you and bought into it and, and really you know barred you from the room during those times yeah I mean we were right on board so all of us there were super super you know super, super stupid super super, superstitious
0: and looking back at yeah. it that was really dumb
1: oh we've changed jerseys I've changed jerseys at <laughs> halftime more times than I can count and you know uh, yeah so sports is sports is a huge one but uh, I do it even just to, when it comes to you know any positive outcome of anything I'm doing you know business or. Uh, driving situation doesn't matter I'm superstitious right across the board I'd have to say
0: so when I was looking into different superstitions um I did look up sports mm-hmm. and superstitions mm-hmm. um and it was funny because I did expect to see the curse of the bambino on there as like a top it didn't
1: like come right up no hmm.
0: no I didn't what trumped that a whole bunch of, well, it was like, so I'll oh, give you a so hint to the, no, all right, so there were two different sources I looked at. One was like Business Insider, which had, I think it was like the 30th strangest pregame rituals, so mm. pregame rituals. Okay. And then I saw another one that was like the top 10 most superstitious athletes. Okay. So I'm going to give you a guess, I know we didn't talk about this at all. But I'm gonna let him guess who the number one strangest ritual. It is sports related. Okay. Um,
1: I get one guess. You get
0: one guess because I. It's
1: so I guess it's I'll, a
0: Boston. I'll, I'll go with Noma. You're, you're right. Yes, you're, Noma
1: Garcia. <laughs> Noma, Noma Garcia was a fantastic. I'm sure he's great at whatever he's doing now. He was a fantastic ball player for uh, many years in, in professional baseball, and he was on the Red Sox for a bunch of them, and uh he is was quirky quirky he his ritual for pulling on his gloves and kicking his toes and in every in between every pitch when he was in the batter's box um it was it was something to behold, and the <laughs> same thing when he was out in the field but uh yeah, so I'm not surprised it was no really I can't Actually, think of someone he who wasn't was more the quirky. number one he wasn't who was no oh, oh, man, oh, you the,
0: no, I did misspeak because he kims it comes up first because it's a countdown
1: oh. But I the, still think you're number one, Noma. you still got my vote.
0: He, I remember watching him play, though, and that was great, definitely great ball player. bizarre how much time he took
1: um, it was important. before stepping and into the, the box. Obviously, the results speak for themselves, <laughs> right? No wonder he was doing all that stuff. Look how good he was playing. If he wasn't doing all that, he probably wouldn't even made the pros. Right, Noma?
0: So there's. I'll just bring up a couple. I'm not going to go through all of these, but the number one is really bizarre. And I've never heard is of it. Is it a hockey goalie? No, it's not. Well, but there are a, there are a lot of hockey goalies in there. <laughs> of course there Serena awesome. Will- Williams kept oh, coming I up. I never knew that. Because she won't change her socks once during any kind of tournament.
1: Oh, my word.
0: Um, that is bad to she, she also had some other pregame rituals.
1: I'm sure they all do that um, stuff. Michael
0: Jordan out. came up a lot. He would wear, I believe it was, always wear his um, college basketball shorts underneath His NBA shorts, yes, interesting. Um, Well, that
1: obviously worked also. So there we go. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) This
1: all proves our point, right?
0: (laughs) All right, and the number one sports pregame superstition is Leoto Machida.
1: Yeah, so he's a UFC fighter.
0: He drinks his own pee.
1: Oh, that is uh, every day. Really?
0: But. It's not just Tim, if you look into it. So, yeah, he's an MMA fighter. Um, He says, people think it's a joke. I've never said it in the United States because I don't know how the fans will react. But I drink my urine every morning like a natural medicine. But his whole family does it. I think it's uh, part of their –
1: So, he was really good. Um, He had a good career. But I've also seen him get knocked out. So, don't don't drink your own pee. (laughs) That's that's the moral of that story. He can win that contest about having the bizarre – but, uh, yeah. yeah, that's
0: gross. All right. So, yeah, in all of that, we mm. totally just yeah, got off topic sure. and I said I wasn't going to do that. Topic, but right?
1: We can talk about what we want.
0: <laughs> in all of that, sport seems to be the most yeah. superstitious. I would say. Um, and reverse the curse, that, going back to my original point, yeah, the yeah. curse of the great bambino well, was not in the there. And yeah. I thought it would be. But yeah, I,
1: I never thought the thought the Red Sox were ever going to win a, a world title in my lifetime. They hadn't won since, won since uh, 1918. They traded. Babe Ruth and he was the best player in baseball. And who the heck does that? Well, whoever was in charge of the Red Sox did that, and uh, that was it. Red Sox never won another, another title after that, and it was just uh, unbelievable. People tried to dig up the cornerstones of Yankee Stadium and bury jerseys underneath there, and all types of uh, crazy, you know, uh, antics went on as a result of that. But they finally won in uh, two thousand four, I guess two thousand three, two thousand four, yeah. and reversed the curse. But uh, yeah, the curse of the Bambino was was huge, uh, and the Yankees, if you. US the Yankees fan, they tell you the same the same thing. You know, they enjoyed the uh, the, the curse of the bambino. It they were on the other end because they won a bunch. They won a bunch of titles well, after that. the
0: Red Sox win in that year was amazing. It was important. That was a yeah, lot of fun. <laughs> it
1: was important. It was a lot of fun. Lot of fun. Yeah, fun. winning's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Which fan. is why we do these things. I'm a big fan.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's why we are superstitious, because mm-hmm. we like to win. Yes,
1: we do. So
0: speaking of superstitions. What's your number one most superstitious thing that
1: you do? Oh, it's definitely going to be knock on wood. Um, I do, you know, saying it, uh, finding wood to knock on, uh, regretting if there's no real wood around. Um, I'll knock on my noggin if I have to, you know, knock on my own head. Uh, I definitely say knock on wood and knock on wood all the time. That I would, do too. That would be fine. I my best. I bet you multiple times a day sometimes.
0: Right. I do too. I knock on wood all the time. That would be the number one.
1: I think we're saying we're, we're quirky. You're quirky too.
0: I'm a little quirky I think
1: everybody's a little quirky That's the beauty Weird of in our I little way I always say Everybody's weird Just some yeah. more than others Right mm-hmm. Yeah We're a little weird uh, Just a little
0: just bit Just a little weird. People out there will let us know Yeah um, all right. So other superstitions, knocking on wood. What mm. are, uh, what are some other, maybe not that we do that, that you've mm, heard of? I
1: don't know. Isn't like, uh, salt over your shoulder? Yes. There's, there's a whole bunch of, uh, like making that sound that I think it's funny that you make. You know, I guess we're not supposed to make. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them, uh, also walking under a ladder. I mean, if you walk under a ladder, you get bad luck and which I don't believe, but if you, Break a mirror, right? Seven years of bad, bad luck, luck. Which I absolutely do believe. I would, I would die a thousand deaths if I broke a mirror.
0: I don't think you would die a thousand I, deaths
1: on the inside. I would, I would. It you would, would be nervous. Great about seven years. No,
0: yeah, yeah, seven years is a long time. What about bad luck always comes in threes? Is that a superstition? I believe that. I, I, think I
1: believe that too.
0: That th- things happen in threes. Yep
1: yeah. yep. yep. No, I'm a big uh, believer in uh, karma and things like that, which I, is kind of almost like a superstition, I guess.
0: No, that's mm. more of like a belief.
1: Morality kind of thing.
0: No, like a no, – that's part of like I believe in that also. That's okay. a, really, like, okay. a belief system. But okay. I also believe in – I think a lot of people believe in karma and they're not Hindu. Right. But <laughs> well, that, that's fair. But that good things happen to good people, yep. right? And yep. bad things happen to bad people. Sure. Um. The ripple oh, effect. I just had another one. What? Um, the eleven eleven make a wish. I had written down. Like if you see it on a clock and it's eleven eleven, yeah, or so all I the same numbers one. in a row, you know would make one. a wish.
1: No. Um, I think you descended from witches. I might be. They uh, immigrated into uh, Brooklyn in Long Island.
0: <laughs> That's where my mom's from. They escaped from, <laughs> from Salem. Um. What other black cat? Did we say that? Oh, black black cat's cat, a, cat big a one. That's the
1: worst. Black cat's the all worst. Right.
0: Anyway, yeah. I guess there is a whole bunch of there's them a out whole there, bunch and of we them. should move on yeah, because be, sure. we're like twelve minutes. Black
1: in black now. cats bad though.
0: <laughs> so, uh, originally, we were going to talk about the the you know origins behind the term jinx and where that came from, but I feel like it's safe to know that we we all know that jinx means you are going to. Um, make something bad happen if you don't correct it so if you're saying something that is great that's happened in your life or you know oh this podcast is going super well we have so many listeners and i might i might knock on wood three times to be like oh i don't want to jinx myself i don't want you know something bad to happen (laughs) right so i think if you're being like boastful or um you're bragging, like you said, a braggart. Then right. you would knock on wood.
1: Yeah, it's a way to cement the brag. You can still, you know, really brag and, and cement it. The knock cements it, so that it's, it's still going to yeah. happen.
0: I wonder why.
1: Like I don't know, you can't enjoy. That. Well,
0: I get not being boastful. I get humility and you hmm. know being yeah. humble. But
1: No, that might have something to do with it. Maybe to keep you humble. I knock on wood to stay humble.
0: I guess so. <laughs> you know, you knock on wood so you don't bring yourself bad luck. <laughs> right, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so then we should start with that. So jinx means to to bring something bad, yep. to undo whatever good's happening, yep. right? Absolutely. So that's why we have all these superstitions. We don't want to jinx our team. <sighs> we, we don't want to jinx ourselves. We don't want to jinx something good that's happening in the universe. So we knock on wood. So a little bit about the origins of that. Are you ready? Sure,
1: of course. Bring it on.
0: All right. So let's dig in. Um, so some of this information I'm going to share right now came from history.com um as always when you're doing research there's um little agreement on like who came like who did this first like where it actually originated from because believe it or not people all around the world knock on wood and they have um different different variations of what they do when they knock on wood but pretty much everyone around the world knocks on wood okay. so it's not to jinx themselves. so. Um, Going back to the history, one common explanation traces it back to ancient pagan cultures, such as the Celts, who believed that the spirits and gods resided in the trees and all things natural. So knocking on tree trunks may have served to rouse the spirits and call on their protection. They say it might have also been a way of showing gratitude for a stroke of good luck. So not necessarily being, you know, bragging, but saying, um, you know, thank you so much for all this. Thanks. You know. That makes
1: sense. I mean, it, it was all about, I'm sure, their environment was you know so crucial back then. Yeah, knocking on wood, knocking on trees, it makes sense. Yeah. I like that.
0: I agree with mm, you. I do. Another theory is that people would knock on wood to chase away evil spirits or prevent them from listening in when they boasted about their luck, thereby preventing a reversal of fortune, which mm. is what we just talked about. Yep. yep. Um so that was the kind of the pagan culture behind that and then the christians meanwhile um would link the practice to the wood on the cross from christ's crucifixion okay which makes sense sure. and i read somewhere that the monks um, some monks that had the big wooden crosses around their necks mm-hmm. would sometimes knock on that um, um and then an old english folklore knocking on wood also referred to when people spoke of secrets So they would sneak out into the forest where it was isolated and talk privately.
1: Tell their little secrets.
0: And would knock on the trees so that if anyone was listening in, including evil spirits, they wouldn't be able to hear them because they they were
1: knocking on That is ingenious. I Mm -hmm. like that, too. If you're going to sneak around, remember that, everybody. (laughs) Just sneak around and go whack on the tree and talk your uh, stuff. Yeah.
0: Although I think it would probably be hard for the person next to you to be able to hear what you're saying, too.
1: Hey, they figured it out back then.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, we could try it out. <laughs> we'll go out later and we'll just knock on the tree in the backyard, of the old maple tree, and we'll have a conversation.
0: So in looking around the world at the different variations of how people um, knock on wood, a lot of it's very similar to us. In Brazil and Portugal, it was required that three knocks okay. are given.
1: I think I'm a two knock guy?
0: I think I am too. Because I've sure. been like kind of paying attention to it. I okay. guess this is how often we knock on wood, right? Well, now. I'm sorry.
1: I've done it at least once today, I'm sure. I can't remember it. But... I
0: was thinking about it, and every time I do it, I think I knock twice.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I may have to pay attention to that. How much do you all uh, uh, knock on wood? <laughs> I mean, everyone out there, if you, guys, you do, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to in know. But
0: Is there a certain number of knocks yeah, that are required? In Brazil two. and Portugal, there are three. Yeah, they're wrong. And that also says, though, that it's considered um, social, like a social habit, like it's polite. So they don't actually believe that the three knocks will bring them good luck, but it's just uh, a polite thing to do to like demonstrate that one doesn't want the bad thing one is, you know, talking about to happen. Interesting. So that got me to thinking, too, when someone sneezes. And you say, bless you.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Gesundheit. God bless you, whatever yeah. it is. Yep.
0: Is that a superstition or a common courtesy?
1: Well, I had always heard, God, where did I pick this up? So I guess here comes the Catholic background, maybe. I had always heard that uh, when you sneeze, your heart stops for a you know second, a nanosecond, whatever it is. And uh, if you don't say, God bless you, then that's a chance for the devil to sneak in.
0: I also, that's what I heard growing up as a kid.
1: Yeah,
0: me too. Um. When I googled it, because <laughs> I Google, Google everything,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's the Google say?
0: It said that um, it the was. devil's going to come in. Pope Gregory the First, Gregory the Great. Okay. During the time of the plague, would say, "God bless you" after a person sneezed, in hopes that his prayer would protect them from an otherwise certain death. Hmm. So he would bless the people. But okay. I don't think that's how we do it. I well, maybe some people do. I don't know. Right. But I, know. I think that. Ours is more of like a, like manners, like please and thank you. Sure. If someone sneezes, you say, you know, just bless you. It is like, a
1: nice gesture. I like hearing it, soothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I let's feel face like that a
1: sneeze can be rather I don't violent. feel like
0: we're actually trying to bless someone. <laughs> I feel like you're just being like,
1: I'm trying to keep the devil out of house It's
0: just so common.
1: Hmm. Interesting. But I
0: also heard that your heart stopped. But I don't think that's true. I don't
1: know that it's true either. I'd never I I'd never followed up on a lot of this so stuff. some
0: of you medical background listeners right. <laughs> if you want to yeah, email the show email us yeah. and give us a little rundown on uh if that's true or not and then the reasoning behind that and why we think that that would be awesome
1: right right
0: it's wait what why pod
1: wait what why
0: at gmail.com
1: at gmail.com
0: all one word, all lowercase that's wait what a- why pod at gmail.com let us know um why we think or if your heart stops hmm, when you yeah. sneeze, I don't think it does. I could probably Google that right now, no, but I you won't know, waste everyone's time. We don't want to get any time. deeper
1: than Google, to be <laughs> honest with you. Let's employ some, you know, some other folks.
0: All right, Pick so come in
1: a quick Google search.
0: Should we talk a little bit about broken mirrors, or
1: oh, like I said, I'm not breaking a mirror. Uh, that would really that would bum me right off. So on. then you let's a behind talk about that. Too. that. You a I do, that. Yeah. I
0: do have sure, a little bit sure. behind that, and yeah. it's funny because don't
1: break mirrors, folks.
0: Um. There are there are some superstitions behind like more so than the seven years bad luck. Actually, I found this really interesting. So let's 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 dive a little deeper mm-hmm. into this one because okay. I never knew this. But Maybe the, you have known this.
1: Diving into mirrors.
0: I always thought, or this is what I've always grown up with, is that when you break a mirror, you have seven years of bad luck. Sure. Right. Me too. Yeah. And when I was researching it. There were all of these other mirror superstitions that went along with it. Hmm. So, and then reading through it, I was like, oh, "I remember that. So you remember Bloody Mary? Mm-hmm. Yes, So Bloody Mary was a game that you would play. Um, and it's kind of I guess it's a folklore. But the original Mary in this myth is Mary Tudor, the first Queen of England. She earned this title after burning 280 people alive for being Protestants. Um, that's Bloody Mary Tudor. But the folklore claims that if you light a candle in a dimly lit room and chant Bloody Mary three times into a mirror, you will see a woman dripping with blood in the reflection. Oof. Legend says she may scream at you or even reach through the mirror and wrap her cold hands around your no, throat. Thank you. Some mm. even says that she might like come out of the mirror and come after you.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's no bueno. Not doing I don't that think at I all. ever did that. No way.
0: Did no. you ever do a Ouija?
1: I, did, I have done a Ouija. Have yeah. you? I don't like Another
0: yeah, no, it. <laughs> Another <I don't laughs> time. Look
1: at it. Don't like the Ouija either.
0: All right. So, seven years bad luck. Um, we've all, I think everyone, I think this is common. I think most people heard about this. But um, there are potential curse reversal options okay. according to, all right. So I have to Get say that cats, right? it's pretty funny. And then doing the research with this, um, you can always look up things on Wikipedia and other things, but the ones that I found the most interesting are mirror salesmen, <laughs>
1: Wow, people who uh, obviously uh, yes. break mirrors more than more than most.
0: So two way mirrors dot com is where all, they actually have um, all of this, like the myths and the superstitions. So behind they can so they
1: can break the cause mirrors because they're, they're cursed all the time. Yes. Oh man, so, who would ever take a job as a mirror salesman? Now think about that. Okay, right. that's a tough job.
0: Oh, do you mean you break because the, the potential all the time? to break yeah,
1: the mirror? <laughs> that's what it is. That's why this is like this.
0: <laughs> I just,
1: They're looking to reverse the curse. Yes. This is like a, what, what do you call them when they get together? It's a, it's a bunch of them get together and compare notes as to how to make the curses go away.
0: I think you just, are, you need to be careful. <laughs> you need <laughs> right. to wrap the, yeah. the mirrors. Right. Um, so they say that there are potential curse reversal options for breaking a mirror. Number one, and I never knew there was a reverse the curse for mirror breaking. But you can wait a couple hours before picking up the broken fragments, then take every last bit of mirror and bury it outside in the moonlight. Okay. Throw salt over your left shoulder onto the devil himself. Okay. Because apparently he's standing right behind you.
1: (laughs) Got it? Is it just because I broke the mirror or is he standing behind me in general? I hope so. I hope
0: so so too. Or Or is that salt (laughs) shaker? Everyone, you need those little salt packets, you know, that are tiny and have the two little tubes. Yeah, absolutely. And you just be like, um, or you can take a single piece of the mirror and touch it to a tombstone and it has an immediate effect, according to We this live website. right
1: next to a cemetery. That we do. is perfect. That is good to know. I could be at a headstone in less than 35, 40 <laughs> seconds, right? No you doubt about it. You, you make a damn stocking fee. I
0: think the salt would be quicker since it's in the kitchen, but
1: yeah, well, it's good to have options, though, right? <laughs>
0: I've never heard of any of those. Oh, we get
1: headstones right over there. That's great. I
0: know there are. What also- else does that
1: cover? Oh, the gloves may come off if I can just have rub a headstone. I mean, that's awesome. I could get away from all types of superstitions.
0: This is only mirror breaking. Right. Sorry. Bye-bye. Well, I don't know. We'll find out as we go we'll into do more research. Future episodes. Right? <laughs> what else? Um, all the
1: gravestones out back will be all buffed off from <laughs> the <little> buff marks
0: <laughs> from you from
1: you rubbing them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, They'll hire me. There are some good luck. There are some good luck things with mirrors. It can bring good luck to newlyweds. Um, It is said that if a married couple looks into a mirror shortly after they say, I do, they are uniting their souls. So in a lot of them, it's common belief that when you're looking into the mirror, you're looking into the soul of someone. And there is a religious origin to this. It's behind the mirror being a window to the soul. So this is found on another <laughs> mirror website, mm-hmm. but I've had multiple Not sources to back this up. No, it is, <laughs> but it, there Sadly. are multiple sources. Yeah. So uh, this says um that fragments of highly polished obsidian found in Turkey have been dated back to 6000 BC and are believed to be some of the first examples of man-made mirrors. So, back then, if a person glimpsed their reflection, they believed that they were actually seeing their soul staring back at them. And to cause damage to the reflection would be to damage your soul.
1: Oh, okay. I get it. Yes. And
0: then um, also, if you look at like vampires, right? Vampires can't see their own reflections. Yep. That's right. Good point. Because they're soulless.
1: That's right. Yes. that makes perfect sense.
0: It does make perfect sense. See, the research bears out. (laughs) So, um, again, the good luck part—if you say you do, I do—when you're getting married Mm -hmm. and you look into the mirror together, you're uniting your souls together. Did we we do that? We didn't. Uh, We we look at the ocean. We did. We did. <gasps> Maybe our reflections well, were in the water. Uh,
1: matter of fact, I recall our reflections in the waves.
0: <laughs> I recall my reflection yeah. in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, we digress. <laughs>
0: um, Good luck for me. Another eyes. one is to um, cover a mirror to trap a lost soul. So once someone has passed away, their soul is released from the body and starts to roam. Legend says that if a soul encounters a mirror before their body is buried, typically when the first three days of passing, their soul will be trapped in a mirror. This is said to cause mirrors to tarnish or even turn into an image of the deceased. People have claimed to see faces of the dead appear in old antique mirrors. Is this just a trapped soul? Um, And this is something that they do when someone passes in Judaism.
1: What is that? They if bring, bring, someone uh, died, bring... no, they
0: cover all the mirrors in their house.
1: Yeah, well, I, that's interesting.
0: Um, Let's see, what else? If you drop a mirror and somehow it doesn't break, mm-hmm. that means good luck is coming your way.
1: Well, I, I like that too.
0: Yeah. So, you know, breaking a mirror has its, you know, well, I guess not breaking no, not it. Really. Breaking it's bad, nice. but it can also, a mirror can bring good luck.
1: It can bring good luck and trap souls.
0: <laughs> or, unite <them. laughs> or unite
1: them, or mirrors unite them. Mirrors are very powerful, right? Like <laughs> mirrors are very powerful. Lovingly, yes.
0: All right. So hmm. for today, we talked a little bit about color superstitions, a, yeah, family right? Ground, right, and what jinx means. Mm-hmm. The uh, origins behind some of the origins behind yep. knocking on wood. Yep. Um, and some interesting little history or fun facts behind the breaking of a mirror.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, and we found out that we're pretty dang superstitious. A little bit, yeah. Sports A little fans, quirky, A little quirky. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Noma. Shout out, Noma Gassipara. para.
0: All you Boston sports fans uh, are feeling uh, us right now.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> no, the ones who dislike me immensely. Because yes, sorry about that.
0: Um, don't worry. Back I, at we you won't. Now. Yeah,
1: dislike you too.
0: We won't talk too much about. See you on the field, Boston sports. But I'm anyway, all right. So let's let's an end to this little. Let's wrap it up. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us today. Appreciate you. Absolutely appreciate you. So if you have any superstitions or stories that you'd like us to delve into or just share with our listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at waitwhypod at gmail.com say again. at gmail.com all
1: lowercase all, all one,
0: lowercase, word. one word we'd one word. love to hear from you and join us next time as we discuss more superstitious behaviors please remember to subscribe leave a review and tell a friend Can't see wait. you next time bye